Thank you for listening to this week's message from New Day Community Church in Vandalia. We hope this message encourages and blesses you. Look us up and contact us at newdaycommunity.org. Good morning, everyone. Um, that puts a lot of pressure on me. If the message flops, maybe the offering will be a little bit smaller. Is that... <laughs> Uh, I'm actually happy to be here. Uh, I always uh, feel very connected since uh, New Day started here in Vandalia. I just feel very connected with you all and uh, appreciate the opportunity to speak. Uh, This is a little bit happier time than the last two times uh, that I was here this year. Uh, God really provided for us to come back again this time. And uh, the main reason we came back was uh, this little boy. Uh, This is our first grandchild. This is a, a few, remember Aaron and Adrian uh, Mueller. This is their son, our grandson. And uh, his name is Titus David Yushi. So uh, we're excited about that. And uh, this is our family picture this year that we took. Um, so I'll talk to you a little bit more about uh, Japan and what's happening in Japan at the end of the message. But uh, Pastor Cameron asked me to talk about uh, why church, and uh, I thought I was going to be preaching on something different, but when he asked me to do that, I thought that's not a big deal because uh, I love church, and I love talking about church, and uh, so when I began to pray about it, I thought, I really felt like God wanted me to talk about the value of church, and uh, how sometimes maybe what we value might be different from what God values, and so I want to talk about the value of church and so my key verse today is found in Matthew 18:20. It says, "For where two or three gather together as my followers, I am there among them." And uh, that should say it all right there. Why we should value church and why we should value getting together. Uh, let's just uh, let me pray one more time as I get started this morning. Father, I just thank you for this time. I thank you for the opportunity to. Uh, Just share your word and what you've laid on my heart today, Lord. I just pray that the seeds uh, would go into every person, that no one would come away from today's message, Lord, uh, with nothing gained, Lord, with no seeds planted in their hearts. God, I just pray for the power of your Holy Spirit to touch each one here today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So, uh, as I said, um, the topic of my... I guess I don't have that, uh, is the value of church. And I want to give you some think about it questions today uh, as we get started. Um, Why do I go to church? Why should I go to church? Or why should I be a member of a local body of believers? Have you ever had other people ask you that? Or have you ever thought about that in your own mind? Why, Why do I go to church? Or What's the difference? What's the difference in just attending a church and being actually being a member of a local body of believers? And I think uh, what we think about that and sometimes what God thinks about that can be quite different. Do you ever have little arguments in your mind with yourself about things like this? Like, does anyone really care if I go to church? It was raining really hard today. Shouldn't I just stay home and, you know, fellowship with God at home? I mean, when I came to church this morning, it was <laughs> it was a challenge to get here. It was really storming uh, in Kalamazoo. 
Does God really care if I go to church? Is going just on the holidays, isn't that good enough? Have you ever heard that, that question? Or if I just come on the days that I'm volunteering in church, shouldn't God be happy with that? Shouldn't the leaders just be happy with that? If I'm, just, if I'm here on the days I volunteer, it doesn't really matter if I come the other Sundays. Do you ever have arguments in your mind like that? Or is that just other people that I've met? But David was a man after God's own heart. Isn't that what the Bible says? And he loved church. And I'm going to uh, share a couple verses later on in that. I, I want to actually give you um, about six points, and they're going to overlap with one another. Uh, they're not in any set particular order. But I just want to give you six points about why we should value church, why being a member of a local body of believers is so important in our lives and important to God. Um, because I believe what we believe in our hearts will determine our values, which determines what we do in life. Is that right? If you don't value your church, then you really won't come to church. If you don't value your job, then you don't show up on time to your job. Is that right? So what we value really motivates what we believe in our hearts, motivates our values, and our values will motivate what we do in life. Jesus said it this way in Matthew 6.21. He said, It's obvious, isn't it, the place where your treasure is is the place you will most want to be and end up being. And I like the message um, I'll get to that. Okay, so the first point is the reason we value people, it, because it tells people what we value. The reason we value church is because it tells people what we value. David said in Psalms uh, 84.10, he said, A single day in your courts is better than a thousand anywhere else. I would rather be a gatekeeper in the house of my God than live the good life in the homes of the wicked. I like the Message Bible for this. In the Message Bible, it says, One day spent in your house, this beautiful place of worship, beats thousands spent on Greek island beaches. Can you say that? <laughs> would you rather be in church than on a Greek island beach? I'd rather scrub floors in the house of my God than be honored as a guest in the palace of sin. This tells me two things. David loved church. But he didn't love just going to church. He loved being involved at church. He said, I'd rather scrub floors. I'd rather be doing something in the house of God. Even if it's scrubbing floors, I'd rather be there than anywhere else that I can imagine. Do you feel that way? People know what we value by how we spend our time. You know, I've met people that would rather go golfing on Sunday mornings than go to church because they have more value on playing golf with their friends than they do meeting with other believers and meeting with God on Sunday morning. Did you know that Jesus loved church? In fact, Jesus got in trouble. Do you remember that? He got in trouble for being in church. Does anyone remember that? He was 12 years old. And can you imagine his parents misplaced God 
they didn't know where he was. And so they had to go back to Jerusalem searching for Jesus. And they're searching and searching, and they finally find Jesus at church. He's at the temple. And this is what his parents said in Luke 2, 48 and 49. It says, his parents didn't know what to think. They said, son, his mother said to him, why have you done this to us? Your father and I have been frantic, searching for you everywhere. Well, they didn't know what Jesus valued, but they were learning. Jesus said, but why did you need to search, he asked. Didn't you know that I must be in my father's house? If Jesus thought it was good to value church, then there must be something that God wants us to, to discover in valuing church. I think church, being a member of a local body, is like being married. Now that could be scary for some of you. We get married because, you know, I got married to my wife because I wanted to spend the rest of my life with her above any other woman on this planet. Is that right? Is that why you got married? I wanted to spend my life, I wanted to do life with her. Mar Church is like that. You know, what happens if we have a fight or we have an argument or something? I don't go look for another spouse. <laughs> I hope you don't either. <laughs> you know, if I looked for another spouse every time we had an argument, I'd be having lots of spouses. <laughs> but I don't. I choose to commit myself to one wife and to work through problems, not run away from problems. We work through things and it has made our lives deeper and richer because we've been committed to one another. And church membership is like that. We commit ourselves to one body of believers. We're saying, I believe in the vision and the mission of this church and God, I believe in what God's doing here. And if there's problems, if I face problems, I don't run away and go look for another spouse. I stay and I work it out and I learn to forgive and I learn to, to just love beyond whatever that problem might be. Is that right? Okay, so we commit ourselves by being a member shows that we are committed to one another. Why do you think people live together but don't get married? Because they don't have that commitment. They know that if they have a big enough problem, they can just walk away. Because they're not married, they don't, they don't, have that, they don't feel that responsibility like a married person does. And so that's why living together really doesn't help you learn how to be married. <laughs> Because there's no commitment there. The second reason I value church is because people are important. We value people. We value the other believers who come, but we also value those who might come for the first time seeking, why would I want to come to this church? What is God all about? We value people. 
And the more we value church, the more we're here valuing the people around us. Hebrews 10, 24 and 25, it says, Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works, and let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. That's why just coming on days that we volunteer it doesn't really show that we value church because we're here to encourage one another. We're here to walk together. Paul reminded us not to neglect meeting together because meeting together we can encourage one another and we can motivate one another. You know, we're out in the world most of the time during the week and we need that encouragement, especially when we're only getting it once or twice a week, depending on how often you come to church. And people ask you, why do you go to church? Why is church making a difference in your life? What can you tell them? Coming to church is never just about what I can receive. Coming to church is not just about what we can receive from God, but also what we can give. What we can give to Him, our worship, and what we can give to one another, encouragement, strength, and, you know, if something's happening in our lives, we're, their lives, we're there to be a blessing to them. We're there to encourage them and to strengthen them and to pray for them. Uh, Luke, uh, Jesus said in Luke 6.38, he said, Give away your life, you'll find life given back, but not merely given back, given back with bonus and blessing. Giving, not getting, is the way. Generosity begets generosity. So when we come not only to receive, but we come to give, there is greater blessing in that. There is greater blessing that God brings to our lives when we come wanting to meet the needs of others. The third reason I value church and that we should value church is that God meets us in a very special way. We value his presence. And I read this verse earlier, for where two or three gather together as my followers, I am there among them. God's presence when we gather together as a church is different than when we're just out and about. There is power in unity. There is power in numbers when we gather together as a local body of believers. Why do you think that there are so many countries that will kill you for meeting together in the name of Jesus? Because they know that there is power in numbers. You cannot replicate God's presence when believers gather together in unity. You can't replicate that anywhere else. That doesn't mean that God doesn't move in our lives when we're not in church, but there's just a difference. There's a difference in the atmosphere. There's a difference in God's presence. Think about when um, David met and he had all of Israel gathered together to come to the temple and worship him. There was just 
There was a difference in the atmosphere. Solomon, King Solomon, he gathered all the people together and God met and spoke to Solomon in a real way. And in James, Pastor James, he said uh, five in chapter 5, verse 14 and 15, he said, Are any of you sick? You should call for the elders of the church to come and pray over you, anointing you with oil in the name of the Lord. Such a prayer offered in faith will heal the sick, and the Lord will make you well. And if you have committed any sins, you will be forgiven. That's amazing. Sometimes we focus so much on being healed, but yet there's also just people praying over you and saying, in the name of Jesus, you are forgiven. There's, there's forgiveness. There's power there to change people's hearts and lives. Do we believe that God wants to touch people when we come to church? Do we, when we're out in the world, do we tell people, well, you know, I go to this church down here, and, you know, and if you have time, you know, I don't want to put you out or anything, but if you have time, why don't you come by and stop by? You know, it's a good church. I go there most of the time, but, you know, when I have time, I think it's good. You should come sometime. What does that say about value? if that's how we talk. Hey, there's this church down the road that I go to. It is the most amazing church. God meets with us every single Sunday. There's people getting healed. There's miracles that are happening. You know, I love this church. I love the people that go there. We're not perfect, but God is doing amazing things. You want to come to our church? Which, which church would you rather go to? You know, we want to believe that God is going to do miracles. We pray every Sunday in Japan. We pray before church begins. We pray for signs and wonders and miracles to happen in people's lives, both physically, spiritually, emotionally. We, we just want to see God move in people's lives every single Sunday. And we, we believe that. We, just, we speak it forth in faith. There is something different about gathering together in his name. And the fourth reason we value church is because it is a statement to God and to others that he is first and that this church that I attend is more important than any other church. Not that any other church is important, not important, but this church for me is important. By putting God first on our Sunday mornings, we're saying, God, if I give you this time to be with you and your people, I believe that you're going to help me be more productive and prosperous during the week. And so that's what we're telling others. We're telling God that, but we're also telling ourselves and others that this is what I value. Again, the same verse that I read uh, earlier, 621 in Matthew, it's obvious, isn't it? The place where your treasure is is the place you will most want to be and end up being. That is so, so true. David said, a single day in your courts is better than a thousand anywhere else. Do you believe that? Do you feel that way about your church? Amen. I'm glad at least one person here does. <laughs> <laughs> You're all awfully quiet this morning. Number five is 
We value church because we value doing life together. Loving, serving, growing together. You know, in Acts it says the believers formed a community. It says that I love doing life with the people that are here. And I think also, you know, there's a lot of people that like to listen to lots of different podcasts and different preachers from all over different places and different parts of the country. And I'm not against that at all. But you don't know how they live day to day. Is that right? But when you're committed to a local body, you're hearing the word of God from leaders that you're, you're able to see how they live daily. And you can trust what they're saying. You can trust that they're walking with God daily. But when we're listening to people, and I, I listen to other people too, a podcast, but I don't know how they live. Being a part of a local body, you're, you're with people who are you're doing life together with. Some people have a spare tire relationship with the church. Do you know what that means? Everybody has a spare tire in their car, right? You're happy that it's there, but you hope you never need it. Is that right? But if you do need it, then you get it out and you use it, and when the emergency is over, you put your spare tire away and you go on with your life. And that's how some people are with church. When they have an emergency, they come to church because they know God has the answers for them. But when the emergency is over, they put, their, they put their church back in their pocket and they go on with their life on their own. That's not what God wants us to do. That's not, build, that's not doing community. That's not forming a community and doing life together. Church should be number one, not just a spare tire. God created us to do life together. Have you ever um, charcoal? Have you noticed about charcoal that when you put a pile of charcoal together, you can have a great flame, you can have a great fire, it can provide warmth, you can barbecue on it. But what happens if you take one charcoal and set it aside? What happens to that one charcoal? It goes out very, very quickly. And that's how our lives are. If we get away from church, if we get away from interacting and connecting with the body of Christ, our flame, our fire for God, and our passion for God will go out very quickly. Because God did not make us to live this... God did not make us to live or cause us to live this life alone. We weren't created that way. We were created to be in family. We were created to live in community. That's why the, the New Testament church, I mean, think about it, how far that we've gone away from the New Testament church. They met almost daily. They had all jobs to do. They had their own work to do, but yet they were still meeting daily and, and uh, building community together on a daily basis. Yet we sometimes can't even get up to go to church on Sundays or a prayer meeting on whatever night you might have a prayer meeting. 
God cause, has called us to live in community. And this verse scares me when I think about it. This goes back to the charcoal. All the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper and to prayer. Uh, whoops, that's not the one. Second Peter 2.20. And when people escape from the wickedness of the world by knowing our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and then get tangled up and enslaved by sin again, they are worse off than before. That's what happens when we try to do life alone, just me and God. We can get easily tangled up in the world and in sin and in temptation again. And what does Peter say? We are worse off than before. That's scary, isn't it? The last point that I want to talk about, how am I doing on time? God has called us to build together. God has called us to build together. Uh, one of the phrases that I use, that we use a lot at our church is uh, we tell each other, we are better together. We can do more together than we can do on our own. Uh, you know, we, we moved to Japan because God called us there and we had the blessing of our church and stuff, but we went alone. And let me tell you, it was not fun. It was like being on a, there were no other Christians in our, in our community at all. And it felt like we were on an island on an island because there was just no one else that we could build and do life together. It took us a long time to see, start seeing people get saved. It was like, I would say for the first eight, to eight years at least, we had almost no Christian contact. It's not fun. It's not what God called us to do. And if I could do it over, I would definitely want to go with the team rather than doing it on our own. We are better together. Every part in the house of God is important. Every person in the house of God, whether you're 2 years old or you're 99 years old, you have an important part in the local body of church. You are important. God sees you as important. You never run out of importance no matter how old you get. You know, I may step down one day, and I'm sure I will step down one day from being the senior pastor, but that doesn't mean that I just go off into pasture and do nothing anymore. God still has value for each one of us no matter how old we are or how young we are. Sometimes we think our role is not important because we don't have a title or we don't get to be up on the platform or people don't say thank you for what we do. But who are we doing it for? Are we here to be a blessing to others or are we here to, to be noticed? Jesus did many things not to be noticed. <laughs> In fact, uh, and Paul says in 1 Corinthians, uh, 
Yeah, in, in Ephesians, I'll read this one too. In Ephesians 4.16, he says, He makes the whole body fit together perfectly as each part does its own special work. It helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. Did you know that what you have, what you bring to the local body of church actually helps someone else grow, whether you know it or not? Did you know that? God, used, God has created each one of us with purpose and value. And so valuing the local churches, you're valuing people, not just a building. And you are helping others grow even when you don't know it. And in 1 Corinthians, Paul said, In fact, some parts of the body that seem weakest and least important are actually the most necessary. And the parts we regard as less honorable are those we clothe with the greatest care. So we carefully protect those parts that should not be seen. Some parts of the body that seem weakest and least important are actually the most necessary. I don't know how I can stress that every person has value. Even those that may not seem to have value, they have something that somebody in church needs. Do we love church enough to be committed as a member of a local body to say, I believe in the vision and the mission of this church and I want to be a part of that? Or are we just here to live together? without any responsibility? That's, that's kind of the question that I think we each have to answer. That How much do I value church? And I want to pray, and then I'm just going to share a little bit uh, with uh, about Japan. Father, I just thank you for this message. God, you know where each person here is. This may just be a reminder of why we go to church, or there may be someone here who is struggling with is church all that important? And how do I respond to people outside these four walls? God, I pray that this word has encouraged people to follow you and to value what you value, Lord. Jesus, you love church. God, help us to value and love church the way that you love and value church. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So I just want to share a little bit uh, with you about what's happening in Japan. Um, we had some of our uh, apostolic team come uh, to evaluate how healthy we are as a church. And uh, that's always scary as a pastor. <laughs> and uh, am I humble enough to hear what I'm doing wrong or am I going to get defensive and say, well, this is the reason we're doing it this way? Or, you know, so, uh, but we have a very... A strong relationship. Uh, Pastor June from the Philippines, he's there on the right side there. Uh, he's the, the main guy who came to help evaluate and uh, had kind of a list that we went through to evaluate how we're doing. And the good news for us was that we are a very healthy church. Even though we're a small church, we're a very healthy church. And uh, they had nothing that uh, we needed to really change at all. He thought we were doing a, a good job. Uh, in the countryside of Japan where, you know, not many people get saved very quickly. But So we were very excited about that. We were happy that was a big relief that uh, we're doing things right. And uh, during the summer we had a children's lock-in. 
And uh, we had some children who uh, just from the neighborhood and stuff that came and, and then our own children from church. And uh, they spent a day and a night, uh, two days and a night, uh, talking about my superhero and who is your superhero. And uh, actually, I think six or seven of them uh, wanted to, at the end of that time, wanted to get baptized and uh, prayed salvation prayers. And uh, so we wanted, well, these are really little kids. Do they really know? Do they just want to take a bath in front of people, or do they really know what they believe? And so we, we kind of inter- had an interview with each one separately afterwards. Could they articulate why they want to get baptized? And they could. They actually could articulate why they wanted to get baptized. And so we were really excited about that. It was uh, the first time that we had such a response like that. And so we were excited about that. And then uh, later on in the summer, we had our youth um, youth camp at a YMCA campground close to Mount Fuji. And all of our Every Nation churches uh, brought their, their young people together. And uh, that was such a great time, too. The kids came back. The, the focus really was about what Jesus did on the cross and why that was so important. And they all came back with a greater understanding and a deeper appreciation for Jesus dying on the cross and giving us life. And uh, they were just all excited about that. And they came back and they gave testimonies. And, man, it just really touched um, many, many of the congregation Uh, One young man, he couldn't be there, but uh, we read his testimony, and uh, he was just went off to university, and he was studying to be a professional baseball player in Japan. And after the youth camp, he they asked, "What's the one thing that you need to put to death that is?" that is keeping you from really surrendering your whole life to Jesus. And he realized that his dream to be a professional baseball player was keeping him from surrendering everything to Jesus. And he went back to his college and he told his coach, I'm not going to I'm not going to play baseball anymore. I'm just going to I want I'm going to do something different. So he's he's still at university studying but he gave up his dream because his dream was bigger than his desire to follow Jesus, and he realized that, and so he put that to death. And uh, that was um, was just made us all cry because this is a boy who has been coming to our church since he was three or four years old, something like that. You know, he's been raised up in our church. And so we were really excited about all the testimonies, but that was one testimony that... Uh, really stuck out to us. That took a, a great deal of courage for him because we we know how much he wanted to be. Uh, even in high school, he went to a special high school to be a professional baseball player. This is our church, and they send their greetings. Um, Kaku's mom and dad are there in the middle, and uh, they're also there at the table because they didn't want to get up for the picture. <laughs> So we just included them in the picture. <laughs> uh, but they all uh, appreciate all of your prayers, your love and support. And, and uh, really, what we've accomplished so far in Japan is not just because of us, but it's because of New Day Community Church. And uh, all the teams, all the support, all the prayers, 
uh, has made a huge, huge difference. And it is building together. It is doing life together. And uh, we just uh, wanted to say, they wanted to say, say thank you, and we want to say thank you because um, it means so much to us. Um, we couldn't do it without you. And then uh, this is our last uh, youth night. We had uh, once every once every two months we have a youth night, and our last one um, we had quite a few university students who came for the first time. Uh, some of them were Christians, and some of them were not Christians. But it was the first time that we've ever had university students who came to our youth night, and uh, one youth, uh, one university student. He, uh, came up to me at the end. He was just so happy uh, that he came, and he went to church with his friend in another city that was about an hour away from where he lives, and he got saved that Sunday morning. And then the following Sunday, he started coming to our church because our church is so close, and the other church was, uh, like I said, an hour away from, wasn't convenient, but he just went, but he got saved, so we were happy with that. And uh, we had, I think, like 19 people who came for our youth night, and that is uh, probably the most that we've ever had in the in the entire time of, that we've planted a church there. And uh, what we do is uh, they choose a, what kind of meal they'd like to, to eat, and then they all come and they cook together. They cook the meal together, they cook a meal, and they eat it. And then uh, after the meal, uh, we sit down in a, in a big circle and we have a time, a devotional time, and we talk about uh, the things of God. And then after that, uh, they, we play a game or two after that. And that's kind of the format that we do. And it's been really good. It helps them uh, build relationships with one another as they're cooking together and making food together and just having fun eating and making all kinds of, like they, we had a pancake night. Uh, they were making all kinds of faces. They had all kinds of toppings and stuff for their pancakes, and they're all making kind of different faces on their pancakes. And it was just, it's just a lot of fun. And uh, God has just been really moving uh, in our youth, and they're getting more and more excited and more reaching out more and more. And we're getting more opportunities, actually, to go to the university and uh, there's a couple Christians from other churches that are quite far from us, but uh, they've been, they came to our youth night, and because their churches are so far away, they get excited about coming to our youth night, and they're bringing their friends from university, and so now we're seeing a little bit of fruit uh, happening from that. And so this has all been happening because you guys, all of New Day, all three campuses have been blessing us, praying for us, supporting us, and uh, it wouldn't be happening without that support. It just wouldn't. And so we appreciate you so much.